Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having a great day this morning. Be sure if you need anything, get with us at healthmasters.com, the highest quality supplements in the world. We're here to help you guys out the best we possibly can. This show is going to be an interesting one today. Dad and I are going to go back here for the next couple minutes. Obviously, people have already seen the news that's been happening with the former president of the United States being raided by the FBI and all the things that now are starting to ensue. And we're going to kind of go back and forth on what we know. Now, understand, guys, this is something that just happened last night. You know, we're coming to you live right now. Things are probably going to change and more information is going to come out about this. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that we already do know. That's very, very strange, and I don't think it's coincidental whatsoever. And so, in, interestingly enough, as you guys saw, Trump tweeted out about what was going on. Judge Napolitano came and did a video last night and basically talked into detail on how Trump's house had to be accessed in order for the FBI to actually get a search warrant for a former sitting president, which, by the way, this has never happened in U.S. history. The United States former president has never been raided by the Gestapo, essentially, or the FBI, or any part of the United States, uh, basically, branches of government. This doesn't happen, because in most cases, the president already had access to numerous things before when he was president. So what is he going to possibly do with them? As There's, there's no reason to do this. Most stuff can be handled very peacefully. And Judge Napolitano talked about how this wasn't something that just kind of occurred overnight. This has obviously been something that's been planned. Obviously, I do not think under any circumstances this was coincidental that it was done yesterday, right after this $700 billion inflation bill was passed in the Senate on Sunday. I don't think it's coincidence at all. Pretty much all you guys saw yesterday's news media was talking about how insane this $700 billion dollar inflationary bill was including the uh irs agents the 80 billion dollars they're getting added to their budget and so forth and then all of a sudden this happens last night which is completely taken over the media but essentially merrick garland the attorney general along with the fbi director who i talked about earlier christopher way earlier this week both of them had to basically get approached and have knowledge that this is something that needed to be done and that there was evidence. Merrick Garland had to go with two FBI agents to the federal judge down here in the Southern District of Florida, in person, by the way. The two FBI agents had to swear under oath, basically, the, you know, repercussions of perjury, that they had evidence that there was federal crime that was committed in documentation or Items were at Mar-a-Lago and had to convince this federal judge to sign off on a warrant, and then it went down the line basically of mobilizing the FBI to execute a search warrant on the property of former president of the United States, including apparently from what they're claiming here, you know, cutting open or cracking open his safe and taking whatever items. Now, President Trump was not on the premises at the time. He was in New Jersey playing golf. That was my first question because I did not know how the interaction was going to come about with Secret Service agents interacting with an FBI raid because, as you know, former presidents get lifelong Secret Service. They are sworn to protect the president at any and all cost. I do not know how that would have worked out with FBI engagement with Secret Service unless they would have been notified prior, which the FBI usually doesn't do. So this is a very strange situation. What's your take on it, Dad? What are you starting to think, and what are you starting to see? 
Well, the whole thing, Austin, is just, to me, more obfuscation. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe this rate happened. I mean, we got people and protesters stacked up out in front of Mar-a-Lago right now. And, you know, did Donald Trump know this was going to happen? He knows he's been under investigation by the FBI for taking possible top-secret documents from the White House that they've been trying to get back. It's been on the news for, for a year and a half now. Did Donald Trump know that this was about to happen? I don't know. Uh, was he intentionally made sure, did they make sure intentionally he was not at Mar-a-Lago? Because remember, he was up in New Jersey. He was not at Mar-a-Lago when this happened. So there was no engagement between the Secret Service and the FBI, which that could have been a mess. I'm, I'm not even sure how that would have handled because these Secret Service, like you said, Austin, are sworn to protect the president. And suddenly, you know, the FBI shows up with a warrant. Well, they went into the premises and they basically took whatever they wanted to take and they saw whatever they wanted to see. Now, what's happened here for the media is because this is like you said, Austin, this is all basically happening right now when this giant, quote unquote, anti-inflationary bill, which is anything but that, is being pushed through Congress, being pushed through the Senate, being signed by Biden right now, pretty much as we speak. And they don't want us talking about that anymore in the news. They don't want us talking about things that are relevant in the news. And this is all part of the Kabuki theater. You know, Donald Trump may or may not want to run for president in 2024. If he decides to run for president in 2024, this raid by the FBI will massively increase his chances of winning if it's not another staged fraudulent election. That's number one. If he does not want to run in 2024 and basically they find documents in this safe or they have planted documents in the safe, and I'm not saying that they did that, which would implicate him and make him no longer eligible to hold public office. And there's our, there are parts of our laws that say that if you're caught with certain types of documents or storing certain documents as a former you know, elected official, you're no longer allowed to have an elected office again. Uh, they could basically say he can't even be elected now because he's been you know, charged with this and been found guilty of this, et cetera, et cetera. This whole thing is just obfuscation, obfuscation, obfuscation. And the guys who are pulling the strings are, again, the people who hired Jeffrey Epstein, the Masonic Lodges, the high levels of the Kabbalist Luciferians, the sect that runs the planet, and they're running a Kabuki theater stage. They know exactly what they're planning on doing, and you know, and who knows if the players on the stage even know. Sometimes, you know, if you have a a, a show that's live and you get real reaction from the participants, it makes it more believable. Uh, let me give you a perfect example. Years ago, I went up to see uh, Rod Parsley. I met him on Daystar TV. This is over 20 years ago now. And he he basically had heard me do a show with Daystar TV, and I was on with Dr. Contreras from the Oasis of Hope. It's a cancer clinic in, in Mexico. And Dr. Contreras and I went back and forth, and we were discussing alternative treatment protocols to maintain health and lower blood pressure, cholesterol, that kind of stuff. And Pastor Parsley had heard me. On the show, he was sitting in the audience actually, and afterwards he basically asked me to, uh, you know, to give him some information. So I gave him one of my books and a CD set, and he listened to it, lost like 37 pounds, dropped eight inches in his waist, did absolutely great. And then he came, they call his staff called me up, it was the guy by the name of John Laria, and wanted me to come on his show as a guest. You know, and so it's called Breakthrough. And I said, okay, that'd be great. So I came up, I went up to do the Breakthrough show with him, and I'll never forget, we were sitting, in the uh, in the ready room the night before, and they brought me a script to memorize, and they were going to give it on a teleprompter for me so I could read the entire script on the show. And I looked at them, and I said, if you do this and we're not live and we're not going back and forth, I said, it's going to really stymie the show. It's not going to be nearly as effective as live theater or a live performance. And I said, I've done this top ten list of foods never to eat thousands of times. I don't need a script. If you make me read a script, I may not agree with the script, and I may go off script anyhow. And I'll never forget what Rod Parsley said. 
he took the script and he just threw it away. And he goes, we're going live. We're not going to do a script. It's not going to be scripted. I said, okay. And the show did very, very well and raised a lot of money for his nonprofit. But here's the point that I'm trying to make with all of this stuff. Live interaction without scripts ends up basically you know, being cost effective as far as from a marketing standpoint because people actually see the real raw emotion coming out. Donald Trump was not at Mar-a-Lago. He did not get tased. They did not arrest him. They did not handcuff him. They did not shackle him. They did not tackle him and throw him to the ground and beat him and say he was resisting arrest. He wasn't even there. And look at the media coverage. Every major media outlet is besieged with this information this morning, but they're not talking to you like we are right now. So to me, all of this stuff is kabuki theater. It really is. I mean, he should have turned back in the documents, but how do we know what documents he had? Or has he already had those documents shredded? I don't know. I'm asking you these questions. I don't know what these answers are because the whole thing is a giant play. We're, these guys, the whole world, this whole international cabal is a giant play. And these guys are just actors in the play. Always remember that. So don't allow yourself to get emotionally interactive with them. Oh, my gosh, look what happened to Trump. Oh, my gosh. Here's one guy. Here's one talk show guy. I'm not going to quote his, say his name because – his language is so filthy. I'm not going to. I'm not going to even promote him. He goes, if your house gets raided by the FBI, the first thing your lawyer asks you is, you better. Your lawyer says is, you better shut your mouth. Trump says, no, no, they're breaking into my safe right now. He's running my house, running his mouth because he knows they don't have anything. Is that true? I don't know. And you're going to find out this raid on his house has nothing to do with January the sixth or Vladimir Putin. This is going to be something stupid. Everything that's happening right now is just more fodder for the left-wing media to go out there and say, see Donald Trump as a criminal because only criminals get raided by the FBI. Okay, That's what they're wanting to say. So they're pushing this narrative again that's going to allow Trump to be catapulted into the election process. Maybe he was losing too much steam against Ron DeSantis. Maybe Ron DeSantis is real. Maybe Ron DeSantis isn't real. I hope he's real. I like Ron DeSantis. But maybe all of these things are to galvanize Trump's followers who have been fractured now because of January the 6th and Trump not pardoning them to come back underneath Trump's umbrella. A lot of things going on here all at once, a lot of moving parts. What do you think, Austin? Oh, you're exactly right. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I, like I said from the very beginning, the coincidental timing of this with this bill being passed – Completely and totally, I mean, line. I mean, the, the title of it basically is the Re- Inflation Reduction Act, and it does everything but that. And then, like I said yesterday to you guys, we had Ted Cruz, who, I, like I told you before, I'm not a huge fan of, but he blasted, blasted FBI Director Christopher Ray in that interaction during the Judiciary Committee hearing and asked FBI Director, who admitted that the FBI – field office director that was in Detroit that headed the basically this entire kidnapping debacle of Governor Whitmore and like 12 FBI agents and you know confidential informants were involved in getting these guys entrapped to admit this stuff and make these comments and the whole thing turned into a complete and total debacle that FBI field agent officer got moved from Detroit after that and headed the FBI D.C. field office, including operating the January 6th case. 
Obviously, you can see here, there's massive conflicts with these individuals that are involved. I've told you guys for the longest time, I think majority of the FBI is completely and totally weaponized for to go against anybody that's dissents against them. There's obviously some very, very significant things going on with the FBI that should be troubling, including the fact of the Project Veritas leak that just came out showing all these different flags, different comments, different slogans, different phrases, different ideology. And pretty much if anybody references to any of this stuff, you are a domestic terrorist militia extremist is pretty much what they said in this this field field manual. And so that came out on Friday, which I told you guys was interesting because it got zero coverage at all. Suddenly the Senate passes this insane bill giving more money to IRS to hire all these agents, allegedly, then suddenly this occurs today or last night with what's going on with Trump. And that's exactly right. Every single mainstream media outlet is covering it, but nobody's really discussing the intricate details of what is really going on with this and the possible options that are happening. Are they using it as simply theater? Are they going to plant something? Did they actually find something? The part that I found was interesting is the fact that if this has been ongoing investigation now for the last, say, 20 months, because technically if Trump took anything home that was classified before January 20th, it wouldn't have been illegal, and he could have simply just declassified it. So the fact that he – what would he have taken after January 20th that he would have held now at his house for the last 20 months that he knew – was classified that he shouldn't allegedly have had, and what was he going to do with it since he hasn't done anything with it for over a year and a half? And why would the FBI wait all the way till right now to set this stage up to do it right after this Senate bill to pump another $700 billion that's been extremely controversial right before the midterms? Again, very, very, very strange timing, and the fact that Judge Napolitano even addressed the fact that Trump had an attorney – in negotiations already on this topic, on these alleged documents, and they were already in the midst of negotiations on basically giving the FBI what they were requesting without having to do a full-blown kick-the-front-door-and-search warrant of a property. And remember, Miralago is a huge, huge compound down there in South Florida. I mean, it's got a whole other private complex as far as where they throw parties and everything else right on the water. Trump has his private residence attached to his compound. This is a huge area down there. This wasn't like they went in and had a search warrant for one office in part of New York, and they basically went in there and took some computers and files and left. This was a really, really big, high-profile place they did this. And apparently, from what Justin Napolitano said, there were scores of FBI agents, meaning this whole thing was massive theater. They went in with 20, 40, 60 FBI agents. We don't know the real numbers yet. This is a big event, big deal to find some classified papers allegedly that he's had for the last 20 months that now suddenly they want to get a search warrant on a former sitting president. And again, why in the world were all these things be able to be checked off with attorney general, with the FBI director? And I want to know what FBI or what federal agents signed off on this in Florida. I'm very curious to know that because that's going to be a big deal, find out who this federal judge was that signed off on this. All these things are pending, and we're going to have to continue to keep an eye on it but also keep an open platform and an open mind just like Dad said because a lot of this stuff is going to be used as obfuscation to try to have other things slide in behind the curtain. I personally think – remember, this is going back to Congress. I think Congress is going to sign this inflationary bills. They already said they were. This will probably happen right now. Honestly, right now, today, tomorrow, they're probably going to sign it into law. President bumbling buffoon Biden, 
who's sitting in the White House waiting on his ice cream is probably going to sign off on this as well, and this whole thing's going to get pushed through, and nobody's going to talk about it. This is what the only thing people are going to discuss all week in the mainstream media outlet. That's my opinion on it because I personally think this inflationary bill is so unconstitutional and so egregious that they do not want anybody discussing the details and how illicit it is and what it's going to do to exploit the American populace with allegedly hiring 87,000 new IRS field agents. you got to be kidding me. They're not going after BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard guys. They're going to go after anybody they can that basically they can extract a couple extra dollars from in their last hope of trying to get as much money as they can out of the general population of the United States if this is actually something they're planning on doing, which it makes sense if you reference back to Louis the Sixteenth in France. I saw an article on that, and I'll talk about it a little later on, and that's what I personally think you're going to start seeing here, Deb. What do you think? Well, the United States is broke. I mean, it's completely broke. I mean, we're, we're just writing IOUs and bouncing checks everywhere because, you know, we're doing it all against the deficit. I mean, if we were trying to run a company or we try to run our personal lives the way the government runs, you know, the, the, the country, we, you know, we'd all go in jail for basically kiting and floating checks. That's all they're doing. And now they're piping another $800 billion. I mean, this is insane. It's almost another trillion dollars in spending of money we don't have that we're borrowing from the Federal Reserve Bank. I mean, this, is, this whole thing is just stupid. That the way they've, they've, they've done this and the people that are co- cooperated with it because they've been promised riches in this life and they basically are told that they'll be given all these different, you know, accounts and homes and everything else in Switzerland and everywhere else. I guess. I don't know. I'm just speculating at this point. But the, but the reality is, is that, you know, they've compromised themselves over this. You know, I, you know, I just, you know, I, I, I talked to one of my kids today and I was talking about being a Christian and I said, if you do have, have certain behavioral patterns in your life and certain behavioral patterns that the Bible says not to have in your life, are you compromising yourself as a Christian? Well, that's the thing. Are we compromising ourselves as Americans? Are we compromising ourselves as patriots by allowing these people to do what they've done to this country? And again, this is a giant communist takeover via the Frankfurt School, via the Kabbalist Luciferian sect of Masonic Lodge lackeys that run the planet. This is the planetary scum that consider themselves different than us because they have a different bloodline. And also remember this. This didn't happen at Mar-a-Lago during season. Mar-a-Lago is closed in the summertime. I mean, they don't, they have like a skeletal staff there that runs around keeping the place looking nice and neat and keeping the yard looking neat, but they don't have all the waitresses and servers and all the people there. The, the hotel's not open right now. It's closed. It's closed for season unless they have a, a small portion of it open, but most of the time, the whole thing goes shut down in the summertime because it's so hot here. And everybody goes back up to their, you know, northern, you know, homes and stay in the cool weather and all the other things. But this happens a lot in Florida. People don't realize this. You know, we have a season down here because, you know, we're a tourist destination. You know, you come down here in January, the traffic is absolutely awful. Some of the red lights in Winter Haven are backed up for miles because the infrastructure is not in place. You come down here in the summertime and there's nobody at the red lights. It's crazy how it rolls up to sidewalks and everybody goes away. And, and this is the same thing with Mar-a-Lago. So this wasn't done at peak season when all the wealthy and the billionaires were there. This wasn't done there at that point. Trump wasn't even there. Again, I reiterate that. He wasn't even there. You know, It's not like he was handcuffed and put in shackles or tasered. They didn't do to him what they did to Roger Stone. They didn't make a big spectacle of this. They didn't do that. But they sure had enough media there, didn't they, guys? They sure had enough media and enough photographs taking place. Uh, Bayou, Bayou Renaissance Man, uh, he, he, this is a pretty good letter he wrote to the FBI and all federal enforcement personnel. And, and here's what he says. I'm no fan of Steve Bannon, but last night he put on the FBI raid on President Trump's residence in Florida in perspective. And here's what Bannon said, quote, 
They've weaponized the Justice Department. This had to be approved. Going up to the White House had to be approved. Absolutely anybody saying it didn't is a liar. This had to go up through the chain of command, through Merrick Garland, to Ron Klein, and at least FBI Director Christopher Wray and these guys. This is about pure power politics. They're scared to death about Trump. They're absolutely terrified that he'll announce in a couple of weeks and he will win the Republican nomination and win the White House. Because we need a full investigation, cutting off of appropriations to the FBI. I'm going to repeat that, cutting off appropriations to the FBI to get to the bottom of this. This is going to continue on. The FBI right now is the Gestapo. The FBI is the Gestapo, whether it's out of Colorado, putting a gold star mother in chains, Peter Navarro in chains. It's absolutely obscene. This is insanity. We need to fight fire with fire, and the way to do that is to win elections and win them overwhelmingly and then use the appropriations process to choke down the FBI and choke down the Justice Department and get to the bottom of who approved this. This is so outrageous, it needs to be investigated. Now, that's a very good article. I think he he wrote that very well. But again, what's it doing? And I'm not saying that Bannon's doing this on purpose, but it's pushing the right-left narrative again between the Republicans and the Democrats. Okay, We can't do that, guys. We have to maintain a perspective that what are they doing on the left? What are they doing on the right? What's that doing to us? And is that okay? That's how you have to look at this. You can't get all wrapped up in partisan politics with this. It's just not okay because if you do, what ends up happening is you get in a situation where you start believing every single thing they say, and, and that's not okay. It's simply not okay. The Washington Examiner came out with a very interesting article again. I mentioned this earlier in my first segment. It said, Trump disqualified from holding office. Clinton-linked lawyer points to the U.S. code and FBI raid. So there's a lawyer here now pointing to an FBI code who's basically linked to the Clintons. And here's what it says. The media is missing really, really big reason why the raid today is a potential blockbuster in American politics. And it goes on to 18 U.S. Code 2071, concealment, removal, or mutilation generally. And here's what it said. Whoever having the custody of any such record, proceeding, map, book, document, paper, or other thing, willfully and unwillfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, falsifies, or destroys the same, shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than three years or both, and shall forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office in the United States. Wow. Now, remember, if this is a Clinton-linked lawyer, what about the 33,000 emails that she deleted and then had the dog on computers bleached, completely stripped of any information? In other words, they were, they were wiped. She wiped her computers so nobody could track back into the computer and find out what the 33,000 emails said. But she wasn't held to this level. She still ran for president of the United States after they busted her for doing all of this stuff. And then Trump, remember this, Trump said after he got into office – the Clintons are good people. He liked them, and he never pushed anybody to prosecute them, which he's not supposed to do as the president of the United States. You can't do that. You can't be using your FBI as a weaponized Gestapo to go in and ask for papers and to arrest people. It's just not part of the Constitution. It's, it's got to go through due process. This isn't okay. You know, when Donald Trump tried to build the border wall, they just said no, no, and no, and how about no again? It didn't make any difference. And then when people tried to build the border wall with private funds, they were quickly stopped because the system is broken. The branches of the government, 
with the judiciary and the legislative and the executive, they're supposed to function independently of each other and have a common ga- a ground or a common goal to basically do what's best for the United States of America. When one of them messes up, the other one's supposed to be able to fix it. It doesn't work that way if everybody has been politically compromised because they were screwing little girls. It screws my vernacular and screwing little boys and having a bunch of whores come over and doing a bunch of drugs and doing all of this on videotape with Jeffrey Epstein watching in the back room or his crew watching in the back room and then making sure they show these people what he they've done. Remember, he did this to a thousand people. There was a thousand girls involved in this or a thousand or a bunch of different girls being used repeatedly, but there were a lot of people involved in all of this. Where are the people's names? Where is the list of the people that have been compromised by Jeffrey Epstein? Where is that list? That's my question this morning. We need to know who's done this. But see, that's all been old news now because Jeffrey Epstein supposedly killed himself, which I don't believe. I believe he's in a non-extradition country after having plastic surgery. Jeffrey Maxwell, you notice, she never came forward and started talking about the people on the list and giving names. And they've sealed all those records now from her trial. Where is the list? That's the most important thing right now. Not that Mar-a-Lago got raided in off-season while virtually nobody was there and Donald Trump was in New Jersey and they decided to open up his safe to see if he had any confidential information in there or plant confidential information on him. We don't know what they did. Where is Jeffrey Epstein's list? Why have these people who raped these girls not been prosecuted? They have them on videotape. That's the question, FBI. Why has Hunter Biden's laptop not allowed Hunter Biden to be arrested when you see him committing all of these horrible crimes on videotape and you still have no arrest of Hunter Biden. Those are the questions where I should be asking right now, guys, not worrying about more obfuscation in Kabuki Theater coming out of Mar-a-Lago. What do you think, Oz? Yeah, there's definitely no doubt about it. There's some strange things that are happening. And, I mean, it's all, again, while – there's other things going on right in front of you. They want you to focus on one hand. And again, I'm not discounting the fact that I think the FBI is completely out of control and has been massively weaponized to go against any type of political opposition. I've told you guys my fact, my, my stance on them, ATF, DEA, all these guys for the longest time, what they do and what their purpose is. And it's not to protect the American people. That's far from that. One thing that I was looking at earlier. This is the, I'll bring it up again. This is the article that I saw from Zero Hedge. And I think it's very fitting right now for what we see with this bill that's going through not only adding $80 billion to IRS and a host of other things they're urinating away as far as in cash. Remember, at the same time now as well, they're also in discussions from what I've read on Breitbart of giving uh, Ukraine more money. Apparently, Ukraine has already urinated through the 50 50- billion dollars we've given them and the stockpile of u.s armaments that are over there isn't enough now apparently they need they need more money now they they need more money apparently we're sending f-22 fighter jets over there as well now because they they need more more fighter jets and we're just literally pouring money in the toilet over there but again remember that toilet's not going down in the septic tank that toilet's going back down is my opinion it's cycling right back to all the politicians that are in the United States and going all across the country. You can't burn through $50 billion that fast. It doesn't happen. I don't care what country you are. You can't just burn through it and spend it. Remember, the country's allegedly not very operational right now. The country's in the middle of a war. $50 billion is an insanely large sum of money to burn through in a month and a half period. But again, don't talk about that. We're not going to bring that up. But back in September 3rd, 1783, nearly a year after back-and-forth negotiations, 
between they got the Paris to sign the historic peace agreement with the United States and Great Britain, and basically the United States became you know its own, and Britain recognized it. Back at home, France, a lot of people don't realize this, France was going into disarray and disrepair from the constant wars that they were involved in to the constant spending. Remember, back then, they couldn't just go and print more money. A lot of stuff was still based on gold and silver and assets. So France couldn't just go in and say, well, we're going to sign another $50 billion bill and just print up more money. It didn't happen that way. They spent a tremendous amount of money. They said it was roughly 1 billion livers is how much they spent on the Revolutionary War, which the entire annual revenue of the French Treasury only amounted to about 200 million livers back then. So they spent a considerable fortune fighting the United States War. And so what happened was they came back and they said, dude, we're, we're broke. And Louis XVI came in and pretty much one thing he could do was he could control the taxation of what was going on. This has always happened in most cases, even all the way back to Rome. Louis XVI was king. The powers were limited. However, he could, couldn't simply decree new taxes without their consent. He could control the tax collectors. And Louis made sure that they had every authority to coerce, harass, and intimidate all of the French citizens. French tax collectors back then had the authority to walk into your home unannounced, conduct surprise inspections to look at your wealth, hidden wealth, walk away with whatever money or property they felt would satisfy the peasants' tax bill. This is actually a very common theme throughout history. Governments went on the ropes routinely resorted to plundering the savings of their citizens. Several ancient Roman empires did this, famously sent ruthless tax collectors to harass their citizens and steal their wealth. This also happened in several ancient Chinese dynasties, also going back to the Ottoman Empire. This is very, very common. Significantly ramping up tax collections effort is typical hallmark of an economy and an empire in the decline. So you can't be surprised when the U.S. government is now saying, hey, we're going to approve $80 billion for the IRS to start collecting more efforts and hire 87,000 new agents. Remember, 87,000 new agents on an average pay of $80,000 a year with health insurance and 401k and payroll taxes and workers comp and retirement and, 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 and. I did the math on it. On average, it's going to cost about $10 billion a year to just keep these guys on payroll, meaning they're going to have to justify their own existence. They're going to start massively going after anybody that they can extract a couple extra dollars out of, just like every collapsing empire does when it's on the ropes. It goes in to try to extract every dollar it can. Because remember, the money that's actually generated in the economy, say you go to work, you're going in and you're basically writing papers or you're sifting through mail or you're going through and you're going in the general populace and you're digging ditches or you're working as a lineman. That's money that's generated in the economy by corporations that are basically charging, say, Tico Electric. They're charging electric to the consumer. They're then paying their linemen, and the money circulates in the economy. The United States doesn't have that. It doesn't actually produce anything. The only money it can actually collect is the money it steals from its citizens. So the only way for them to actually come through and slightly cover their massively inflated bill is to keep stealing more money out of the general populace. That's the only way it works. And then in turn, they can go in and they can stake that money and they can give it away to other countries like Ukraine 
at fistfuls of dollars at a time and say, hey, it's for your safety. We're doing this to promote democracy in Ukraine. It's all a complete and total lie. That's why I was so adamant about this bill yesterday, and I hammered it so hard because I knew the history of what happened in France. I've seen what's happened in Rome and read it reference. I'm a huge history buff on a lot of stuff, and so is Dad. So when you start seeing a government get this desperate, and they're talking about going in and bringing all these auditors in to start trying to extract more money out of people. Guys, again, like I said, they're not going in to audit BlackRock, which has you know $10 trillion in assets. They're not going in to audit Facebook or audit Google. They're not doing any of that. They're doing it so they can audit the general middle class population to try to get an extra five, ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars out of them every year and try to compile that among tens of millions of people so they can again steal more money. That's exactly what they have going on right now. And also, too, in other news, I told you guys yesterday that I was looking at a lot of stuff that was going on with more stuff that's coming out now with Remdesivir. There's an article that came out now from a doctor on remdesivir, and this is another reason, too, why a lot of stuff is being obfuscated right now. The death rate and the side effect rate of this injectable RNA gene therapy shot is going through the roof. More people are talking about it. More people are getting it out there on the news. More people are talking about what's happened with remdesivir. Well, there's an article from Dr. Artis titled Controversial Drug Remdesivir Plays a Key Role in COVID-Related Hospital Deaths. And I'll copy and paste this and basically go into detail on it. You can read more about it on the shows. We've got a lot to talk about today. For artists, he goes into detail in discussing in March 2020, every medical doctor started saying that they had never seen a respiratory virus start moving from the lungs to attack the kidneys. Well, this didn't start occurring until remdesivir was starting to roll out. Then you started to see what was going on with remdesivir going and having liver and kidney failure while people were on it. And remember what the doctor started saying? Oh, the viral infection is now attacking their livers and their kidneys at a rapid rate, and they're retaining fluid. Their lungs are filling up with fluid. Now we've got to put them on a ventilator. It was textbook every single time, except now, guess what? You're not seeing that happen because remdesivir is being used less and less and less because more people are having natural immunity and more people are trying to take care of themselves and basically take care of their bodies more and more and more. In the study found in the New England Journal of Medicine, the study found remdesivir to be the least effective and the deadliest drug in its trial when it was first tested. I talked about this in detail. Before it was suspended, however, it then got emergency use authorization right at the beginning of COVID. They said 53% of the people that gave the drug died, artists said, in the clinical trials. He said he considered whether Fauci had been given bad advice or he actually knew about it. I go to the end of the study and imagine my shock when I say this actually funded by Fauci's department, the, the NIAID, he said. He would have been given a monthly review of everything coming out of the Ebola trial when they were testing remdesivir. The safety board would have let him know it was least effective and deadliest drug in the trial. For artists, the study, which predated Fauci's safe and effective estimate, showed Fauci was not being truthful, artists alleged. Fauci then asked the federal government to buy all the experimental reserves of remdesivir from the California-based pharmaceutical drug Gilead, Further research didn't improve the medical opinion of remdesivir, artists said, leaving him to conclude that the kidney failure doctors were reporting to be caused by the virus was, in fact, directly caused by remdesivir. He said doctors had no idea they were being set up to use a drug that was insanely toxic and should never even been approved for human usage under any circumstances whatsoever. Then goes on to detail on more of what happened with this stuff. And so this is why I want to bring this up. 
dad and I talked about this and broke this as soon as we found out about it in the summer of 2020. And we warned a lot of people. Now, some people, they were able to get through it. Other people were able to refuse it. And dad and I do know multiple people that got put on it, and they were literally dead within a few days to a week of being put on remdesivir. And the people that I do know survived this treatment had debilitating side effects when they got out of the hospital. And again, what were they told? Oh, that's a side effect of COVID. It's just, you know, it's, it's lingering for a while. Your liver and your kidney values are going to be extremely elevated for a while because of COVID. That's what caused it. They never, ever told them that remdesivir was the direct cause of the primary health problems that they were having and that the vast majority, in my opinion, of people that died on remdesivir did not die from COVID. And that's Dr. Artis's opinion and my opinion. The vast majority of people, in our opinion, that died on remdesivir died from remdesivir and not from COVID. But I want to get that out there because this article just came out last week from Dr. Artis. And again, nobody's going to talk about a lot of this stuff right now. And what was done to us for two years during COVID from lying to us, telling us that were no other options, including vitamin C, D3, and stuff that we saw like ivermectin, absolutely not optional, does not work, does nothing for COVID is what they told us. The only thing we can do is RNA gene therapy and remdesivir to try to save you from COVID. Nothing else is available. While you're not allowed to work, you're not allowed to leave your home, you're not allowed to go outside without a mask on, this is what we decree, and you have to follow orders because we know what's best. Now we know every single thing in most cases they told us was a complete and total fabricated lie, and more truth is coming to light. And this is my opinion why now you're seeing the weaponization of the Justice Department going in this direction because they want to make sure anybody that goes against the narrative now, including anybody that doesn't support what's happening – they know that they're going to have to start targeting everybody, and this is why the FBI put out their internal memo, in my opinion, on how anybody that references to come and take it, the three percenters, the Mullen Labe, anything, that they are now considered essentially militia extremists and that they need to be dealt with accordingly by the FBI. And I think we saw last night the FBI has no limits on how far they will now go, considering the fact they actually went through with raiding the facility of a former president, regardless of this theater or not. This shows the entire American populace that nobody is off limits to the weaponized, politicized FBI and that they will go after anybody they want, but they will not go after Hillary Clinton or Hunter Biden or anybody that was involved on the leftist scheme. What do you think, Dad? Wow, that was really well said. Um, you know, Chris Pratt has a thing out of now, a part show that was just finished. Uh, I watched it last night. Can't really promote it for the show for you guys to watch it because the language is so horrible in it and the and the and the, 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 crime, the violence is so just i mean graphic so it's not a kid's show and probably not for your wife either and and guys just you know be aware of it if you do decide to watch it but uh it's interesting they used a drug on a group of soldiers using emergency use authorization to try to prevent them from having uh, basically post-traumatic stress syndrome and it caused brain tumors like every single soldier they used it in or used it on. And the crazy part about this is, is that, you know, this is not that far from the truth as far as what they do with remdesivir and how they've killed so many people with that drug. It's not far from the truth is the fact that the, you know, the COVID shot is a emergency use authorization drug that's been given to billions of people on the planet now because they didn't want to use vitamin D3. It was a weaponized virus that was released out of Wuhan that was built through Fort Dietrich and a bunch of other laboratories around the country and around the world, including in China. And now we have all of these people dying, and Austin's right. They don't want us to think about what's being told to all of us now through the alt media 
about what they did. And all going back to France too, with, with countries that go bankrupt. When a country gets to the point where it basically is insolvent and the United States is there now, just thought I'd mention that, what ends up happening is the people who are in the country that are still left producing are taxed more and more and more and more. And the government doesn't see that those are the only people that are still producing product or profit or, or a business that are producing goods and services. Those, they don't, they don't see that. They see them as a revenue source. So they can extract and squeeze out the final little bit of wealth from the United States of America. Now also, but let's take another look at this another almost trillion dollar package bill that's going through now. How much of this is really going to IRS agents? Honestly. I mean, where are you going to find 80,000, 85,000 CPAs or accountants that are going to be qualified to be an IRS agent and do full audits? Where are you going to find those people? You know, we can't even find somebody to, you know, wash the car. You can't find anybody nowadays. Everybody's hooked on opiates. Uh, Where are you going to find 85,000 more people to get these jobs? Or is this more obfuscation? Maybe they're not going to hire 85,000. Maybe they're telling us that because they're using that money in more black operations. Maybe they're building more underground bases or, or, or lining more pockets of more politicians. Uh, maybe this is another extraction for the for the wealthy to pull more and more and more cash out of the United States via BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard before they basically squeeze the United States so dry that it dies up as a country. I mean, where are we? Where are we in the fall of the Western Empire? We talked about this in depth yesterday. And, and Megan McCain, who I really don't like, I'm just going to let you guys know that I don't care for her at all, she said something very, very to the point of poignant, which I thought was above her IQ points. She said, Megan McCain, quote, if they don't have the goods against Trump, this unprecedented raid is proof the deep state wants to destroy Trump. How ironic they have made him a martyr and better bet forever for the White House for 2024. Are you hearing this? Exactly what I just said. They've made him a martyr now. Blessed little Donald's heart. He had his safe opened up at Mar-a-Lago where he was vacationing in New Jersey while nobody was at Mar-a-Lago. They came into his house because he supposedly took records. And, oh, my goodness, they violated an ex-president. that's never happened before. He's a martyr now. Oh, 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 Donald Trump, Donald Trump 24, Donald Trump 24. I mean, come on, guys. Are we really going to participate in this? More kabuki theater to cover up all the other stuff that's going on. I mean, it's, it's, it's really kind of, when you stop and you look at it, you kind of go, uh, really, uh, this is just seems kind of silly, but it's it, sometimes it's just, it's so overwhelming because of what they do. They, it really is. By the way, Olivia Newton John is, has died now, apparently has died of uh, breast cancer at the age of now 70, 73. Many of you guys remember her from John Travolta with the movie Grease back in the 70s and 80s. Uh, she was a very good singer, very good actress. Uh, her career kind of peaked back in the 70s and has gone downhill. But again, is the question, here's the question I have. Was her cancer, was it, did it reoccur because she took the vaccines? Now let's, let's make it back to real now. Did she take all three of her boosters? Did she get all these vaccines that her immune system downregulate and the cancer came back? Remember what my friend Colin Powell said? When he died, when he was dying last year, you know, from the COVID, and he said after he took the vaccine, he came down with COVID. He goes, I thought this was supposed to protect me from this stuff, and now he's dead. I mean, how many more people are going to be sacrificed on the altar of the COVID vaccine? I mean, I mean, that's a question. I mean, how, how many more people? And then you realize what, what the Nickelodeon actress just blowed another whistle on the elites and how they rape little children. Gisette McCurdy, a former child star for Nickelodeon, has blown the whistle on how children are routine drugged and raped by Hollywood executives. 
and forced the age in horrific sex acts with pedophiles in order to future, further their careers. And how many other people have said this? Because remember, the Kabbalist Luciferians run Hollywood because they use that as part of the, how should I say, brainwashing of the American population. And so we see all of this stuff. And is that, is that, what's, is that, is that what is happening wrong? Right now, with what's happening with Donald Trump and Mar-a-Lago, are we using the media again to further brainwash the American population to put Donald Trump into the martyr status? And I'm going to say this. I've mentioned this earlier. Was Don, was Don DeSantis gaining too much you know, ground over Trump? He was posting higher in the polls than Trump was, Ron DeSantis. I mean, so now is Ron DeSantis basically going to be pushed back again and not be allowed to run for president in 24? Is it not his time yet to be on the world stage at that level? Is he still too truthful, too honest? Are they more stuff on him? I mean, what, what, what's the point here with that? But they bartered Trump. And now Trump, of course, plays the role of the martyr so well. <gasps> my home was raided in Mar-a-Lago. They even broke into my safe, and they couldn't find anything at all. Oh, my gosh, the statement that he made. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. It's just a kabuki theater. He wasn't even there. He didn't get tased. He didn't get handcuffed. He didn't get zip-tied. He didn't get thrown in the back of a squad car. None of that stuff happened to him. He was in vacation, probably having dinner somewhere. And you know darn good and well, like I mentioned earlier in my first segment, that he had already been in talks with the FBI and with the Justice Department about returning the stuff that he had taken supposedly from the White House, and he already knew this was probably on the on the agenda of what was going to be done. This doesn't happen to people at that level by accident. The attorneys are involved in all this stuff. They're discussing all this stuff, and they're negotiating constantly with all of this stuff. Now, to completely change the topic here real quick, let's talk about global livability. And is there another place better than the United States to live? And I'll cover some of these with you because this list just came out, and I thought it was interesting. It says these – and by the way, this is one of those segues that I'm breaking away from this story from this morning just to give you guys a chance to breathe. That's kind of why I talked about – you know what happened with you know Rod Parsley earlier. Okay, everybody's got to take a breath and go. <sighs> just just exhale. Let's go back to some stuff here that's a little bit more light. These are the top ten best and worst places to live in the world, and you won't find the U.S. on either list, which is again taking U.S. down in the world stage. Of course, I really would think that. Probably there are a few pretty good places in the U.S. to live. I know we live in a we used to live in a really nice little area here in Central Florida, but they're destroying that now with Black Rock State Street Vanguard. But here's what they say are the lists at number one, and I've been to most of these places, and I'll discuss it with you. Number one, Vienna, Vienna, Austria. Vienna, Austria has been ranked as the best place to live in the world. It held a position in 2018 and 2019, but slipped to 12th place in 21, but now it's back up to first place. I've been to Vienna, Austria. It is one of the nicest places in the world. There's old palaces that you can visit, beautiful country outside of Vienna. I mean, it's very close to Salzburg where they filmed The Sound of Music. Uh, great people, overwhelmed now with immigration coming in from Africa and Asia um, and, you know, and, you know, the Middle East. Uh, so it, it wasn't what it used to be, but it is really, really nice now. Uh, and they have, they have something they call Gemütlichkeit in Austria. And which means people still greet you on the streets, especially as you get closer and closer to the Bavarian area of Austria. And they all, they, they, when you walk up to people, they say to you, Gruß Gott, or greetings to you basically through God. And it's a very, very, very nice thing to say. So I will say that Vienna, Austria is one of the nicest places to live. Second one, Copenhagen, Denmark, very liberal, uh, very, very uh, socialist. It's okay. Uh, got a lot of people riding around on bicycles, got a lot of really pretty flowers. Number three, Zurich, Switzerland. 
been there. It's basically a, a financial capital, pretty much of the planet. Uh, very good mass transit. Very good. Very nice people. Very good uh, educated demographics. We've got a big river running right through the middle of Zurich. A beautiful, beautiful city. Very, very ridiculously. I mean, it's insanely overpriced. Calgary, Canada. Been there. Beautiful area. Got a lot of really pretty mountains around it. That's a very nice city, by the way. Vancouver, Canada. I have no idea why this city made the, made the list, except for it's one of the top gay destinations in the world and in Canada. Probably why. Number six is Geneva, Switzerland. It's right on Jake, Lake, Lake Geneva. Let me give you a little quick story here since we're segueing away from this horrible news this morning. Geneva, Switzerland. Lake Geneva. Beautiful city, very, very crowded, very heavy traffic patterns. But don't you remember when Deep Purple did that song, some stupid with a flare gun burned the place to the ground? Remember Smoke on the Water? Remember that song? That was based in the, basically the Geneva Palace there in Montreux, Switzerland, with some guy apparently with a flare gun, shot a flare gun off the inside of the house and burned the place to the ground. I always remember that because when the first time I traveled to Geneva, Switzerland, back in the 80s, I remembered that song from Deep Purple. So that's where it actually was written from, and that's why it was written, because of what happened there in Geneva. <laughs> Little sidebar story. Frankfurt, Germany, again, just another big city like you know, like New York. Crime, 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 absolutely awful. Don't like it at all. But that is where I met that top Navy, that, the top movie distributor, because it's like a central hub of Germany, a central hub of Europe as far as financial stuff. And that's where I met the one lady who told me about, you know, different people like John Travolta and also, um, Tom Cruise. Toronto, Canada is the next one. Very, uh, antiquated infrastructure. Roads are very, very crowded. I don't care for Toronto. The outskirts are nicer when you get out into the country. Amsterdam. Netherlands, okay. Uh, if you like whores and plate glass windows sitting <laughs> sitting on the street, I, I guess it's all right. It's a beautiful city, but no, I, I wouldn't want to live there. Next one would be uh, Melbourne, Australia. I've also been there. Melbourne was very nice. They had a place called Sovereign City there, which was a really nice old west town. I don't know if it's still there or not. Austin and I actually went there, oh gosh, some 20 years ago now. And so that's also a very beautiful city, but, but Australia itself has basically turned into a giant tyrannical government country with a giant lockdowns and seizing everybody's weapons. Guys, remember something. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the Alpha. He is the Omega. He is the beginning, and he is the end. None of this stuff takes them by surprise. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ in everything that you do, and he'll give you peace, the peace that passes all understanding when you keep your hearts and minds in him. Always remember that. Remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but stay frosty. Don't let the media mess with you. Always remember, most of it, 95% of it, is slanted information. It is obfuscation, and they're trying to cover up what they're doing with one hand while they're doing something behind your back with the other hand. Very important to remember that. I prayed for you guys this morning. And I absolutely love you guys, and thank you for supporting Health Masters. I appreciate you guys. Finish it up, Austin, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's a valid point. Because, you know, I've said this before, and my research has confirmed this a lot, and I've proved this to everybody, is that the vast majority of the stuff you see constantly displayed on mainstream media is very much just that. It's designed to be constantly displayed on mainstream media to change the direction or make you focus on the direction of what they want you to look at. Now, again, like I said, 
is it out of control for the FBI to be involved in something like this? Yes. Is this something that's unprecedented? Yes. Is the FBI weaponized now going after anybody and everybody? Yes. <laughs> like Again, we saw that in the internal memos that got released from Project Veritas. But also, too, remember, this is what they want everybody to focus on right now. So then you have to ask yourself the question, why do they want you to focus on this? Is it designed to be fear psychop? To show everybody that the FBI basically knows no boundaries? Is it here to basically try to promote Trump? Is it here to try to show everybody that you cannot say anything or do anything that's you know pro-nationalism or pro-American, or else they're going to do everything they can to eviscerate you for any former or excuse me any future president to try to take this role on and start promoting nationalism and you know a constitutional republic? I don't know. You guys be the judge. There's a lot of stuff going on right now, and there's no question about it. I mean, speaking of what I just talked about a minute ago with the obfuscation with Ukraine, CBS now just actually had to retract and censor their own documentary. <laughs> this is so crazy. CBS has censored its own documentary investigation reporting after pushback from supporters of Ukraine went basically haywire on them because they were documenting facts. The segment highlighted that tons of weaponry shipped from the United States to the country's military has gone missing. And sounded the alarm as billions of dollars have now been pledged by the Biden administration further. Going to quote here from Tyler Durden on CBS. This is from The Insider. Insider reports Monday that CBS retracted a documentary in which it said that shipments of weapons in Ukraine from the U.S. have gone missing. CBS tweeted on Monday they had removed a video promoting the documentary that included a quote saying most aid was not making it to the Ukraine front lines. Below is the deleted tweet with the offending line of, and I quote, this from CBS News, 30% of the U.S. supplied arms and munition reaches its final destination. Meaning, where's the other 70% going? Oh, we don't know. We don't, we don't know where all those javelin missiles are going. Okay. We don't know where all the surfaced air missiles are going. Oh, okay. We don't, we don't know where all those belt-fed M2HB 50 calibers have gone. They just, you know, a couple, couple thousand, 20,000 kind of disappeared. Well, you know, those are fine. Just, just let, let the 50 cal belt feds run around. We're, we'll, we'll find them at some point. No, again, I think that personally a lot of these weapons are being funneled to other areas. Remember when we had the giant ISIS boogeyman? You remember that, right, over in the Middle East and all this stuff was going on and continued to tell us how, oh, we need to make sure we stay in Libya, how we need to take over Syria and overthrow Gaddafi and all the stuff that was going on in the Middle East because ISIS was there. And then all of a sudden there were photos of literally hundreds of brand new Toyota Tacoma pickup trucks and basically flat dark earth, you know, or desert tan and convoys loaded up with all these black clad ISIS members allegedly, and they're all running around with RPGs and they got 50 cals attached to everything and RPKs attached to everything, and they just have piles and piles and piles of weaponry and armaments and brand new trucks driving all over the Middle East, terrorizing everybody. You remember all those photos? And the first question I had was, where did all these brand new Toyota truck pickup trucks come from? There are no Toyota factories in Afghanistan. They're not producing Tacomas in Syria. How did these trucks magically show up from Japan and land in the Middle East over there? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of trucks with all these armaments. Oh, that's a great question. Nobody can answer. Then the videos of these alleged guys over there recording airdrops that missed their target by the U.S. C-130 planes. They airdropped stuff right to ISIS headquarters with frag grenades and belted ammunition and all types of air supply. They accidentally dropped it there. Again, 
this is how the United States does business with the deep state. They fund all sides of the war to initiate and control their narrative and push exactly what they want everybody to focus on. So continue to realize what's going on behind the scenes and try to expose it for what it is. Because once you start realizing what's really happening, you see even more further what's happening. So thank you again, my friends, for supporting Health Masters and getting the truth out there. There's so much that's continually happening right now. So much that's being obfuscated. And again, this is a very, very crazy situation that happened yesterday. This is a first of its kind. This is something that should never happen with the FBI. But again, there's a reason why they did it. There's a reason why it happened at the exact time that it did yesterday, right after this inflation bill got passed by the Senate. And there's a reason why they're talking about it, promoting it, and making sure everybody's discussing it on mainstream media. So I encourage you. Do your own investigative journalism. I encourage everybody to do so and come up with your own conclusion. And also dig into research. Anything that you find, send me an email on it and the contact on the website. A lot of you guys got my personal email. Send it to me. See what's going on over here. If you guys have more intel on real facts that are going on and real stuff that's actually happening, be sure to send it to me. I appreciate the support. Healthmasters.com, thank you for getting just even your toothpaste and multivitamins from us. We do the best we can to try to keep people as healthy as possible so you can keep up the fight, keep doing more research, and stay frosty at all times and continue to speak the truth, my friends. If you guys need anything, the Health Masters NAC, our inacetyl cysteine formula on sale right now along with our product of the week. The Sublingual B12 on sale right now is product of the week. Be sure to check that out as the last day. And also vote for what you want to see win tomorrow. Got multiple products that are heading at the top of the list. So thank you again, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.